0: this is the John Oakley show podcast you know uh <laughs> one of my favorite stories in the last little while anyway had to do with a woman who claims on a flight from Quebec City on Air Canada when it landed at Pearson she was abandoned in the plane after everybody had gone home crew and passengers and all the rest she woke up and uh, the plane was dark it was cold and she was distressed even to the point of having a panic attack couldn't get to call anybody her phone had died uh... she tried to charge the phone but of course the planes power was off so the chargers didn't work she finally got into the cockpit and uh, tried to radio but because the power was out that didn't work either uh... finally popped open an emergency exit but there was no gangway so uh... the forty to fifty foot drop wasn't appealing to her and now, uh, even though Air Canada does uh, concede that this did happen, this uh, story of grief and woe was posted on their Facebook page, we're still left to wonder. There are many unanswered questions, and uh, here to help in that regard is the guy with the answers, Jock Williams. He's Global News Radio's aviation expert. Jock, good to have you back on the show. How you doing?
1: Hi, Hi John. Great day for talk with you. they
0: Jock, you're... A veteran pilot, and you've been around the aviation industry for eons, ever heard of anything like this happening before?
1: Yeah, I've heard of it happening before, but my, my worry is the motivation. I'm worried that this woman is now going to sue Air Canada or whatever, just she'd been damaged by this event. And the truth of the matter is, you're responsible for remaining awake and getting off the airplane when you arrive at your destination. Lord knows they ring enough bells and turn off and on enough lights that you really should know. She claims she was lying there with her with her lunch tray down, and she's wrapped up in a blanket sort of underneath the tray. And I'm thinking, boy, there must have been a really negligent uh, flight attendant. The truth is, they do a walkthrough of the airplane. They really check it out. They check all the overhead compartments. They check the washrooms. This woman, I swear, was hiding if, if she was left on board. But anyway, I hope that the airline defends vigorously against what I figure is the impending lawsuit.
0: Really? So you think it's a setup or a shakedown?
1: Uh, well, I I wouldn't want to get sued for saying so, but that's my gut feel for it. And the funny thing is, it's a gut feel on the other topic we discussed also.
0: All right. Uh, before I get to that, though, you know, is it possible the staff failed in the protocol to check everything yes, before the...
1: It it is. I'm sure I'm certain that somewhere in the Air Canada standard operating procedures handbook is the thing that says prior to exiting the aircraft, the last crew member in charge will will verify that no one remains aboard the aircraft. But I I tell you that it's possible to to remain aboard. Some of the aircraft are rather large. This must have been a huge one if it had a 50 foot drop from the door. But, uh, whatever it was uh, there, there, it is the responsibility of someone to make sure that there 's no one left on board and I can understand it would be a it 'd be sort of frightening if this is a truthful story and She woke up in a from a deep sleep and found she was alone in the airplane. She did a good job of attracting attention, getting herself out of the airplane, and I think you know Air Canada could well afford to give her. A 100 buck gift certificate at some chain restaurant or something like that. But that's
0: about it. Uh Uh-huh. Up on the airport strip there. Okay. Uh, There's a Perkins family restaurant. I know the premier likes to frequent, so uh, it's up there. Here's the other thing that was kind of distressing to me. Uh, She said because she couldn't use her own phone, and uh, so then she got into the cockpit and tried to use the plane's whatever phone or radio, its communications device. How do you do that? I mean, I thought that uh, nonsense was stopped. Those cockpits get locked.
1: Well, I don't think they bother locking the cockpit when the plane is not sitting at a gate and and ready for use. But the fact of the matter matter is all power is off on the aircraft. There would be one radio if she found the right one, but there's five or six on any airplane nowadays. Mm. If she found the right one, there is one that would be hot-wired to the battery. She would have been able to turn it on. But she wouldn't know necessarily the frequency that she'd need to be on to contact the right people. So even if she got a radio working, it wouldn't necessarily be of any help to her. I think she did a pretty decent job once she realized the situation she was in. But she says the first notice that she sent was to some friend via um, a text message. Hmm. And, then, and then when she should have been phoning, you know, 911 or whatever, instead of that, she sends a text message to her friend, and then her phone runs out of battery. Well, she made a bad decision. But but basically, you'll find very little pity coming from me for someone who slept through getting off the plane.
0: Yeah, I can hear that, Jock. Uh, and you did <laughs> say right off the top that you'd experienced this before. I'd like to know the circumstances <laughs> no, around no.
1: No, I've experienced equivalent attempts to shake down airlines or organizations. No, I haven't experienced someone falling asleep and being left on board uh, an airplane. I, I know it happens periodically on the subway, though, and it's the same sort of thing. It probably right. happens in bus terminals. But but it definitely is not the basis for some huge lawsuit, and I hope that's made very clear.
0: All right, uh, Jock Williams, <laughs> Global News Radio's aviation expert. Uh, let me ask you about something uh, that is... You know, I guess considered far more serious. It's the 400 pilots uh, who have taken out a class action lawsuit against Boeing uh, for what they consider to be quote an unprecedented cover-up and known design flaws in the 737 Max. This is the one that had those uh, two tragedies, one in Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, uh, I mean, the idea that they have been placed in harm's way knowingly by the company uh, it tends to suggest some malfeasance there or dereliction of duty. Uh,
1: well either either that or it suggests some greed on the part of the four hundred guys who think they can extract well, wow, you're really sarcastic about the human know, condition I, aren't you i really i'm very sympathetic when I think that that ill has been done to someone uh-huh. when I see someone trying to do ill to the company Boeing in this instance or they also to be sued would be the f a a for grounding the airplane in the first place. When this all started, when we had the Lion Air crash followed shortly, or not shortly, a few months thereafter, by the Ethiopian air, I said one of the biggest problems with a nation or or the aviation community in general issuing a grounding order is that once you ground an airplane, you have to come up with very solid grounds to say that problem has now been fixed. What about if essentially there was no problem? How can you come up with technical evidence of the fact that the problem has been solved? The answer is it's obviously very hard. I understand that Boeing has done 206 test flights and a bunch of rewrites on the software programming, and yet the plane is still not ungrounded, and it's costing millions of dollars a day to solve a problem which many of us believe doesn't exist in the first place. But it's very hard to solve something if it doesn't exist in the first place.
0: Well, all right, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of confused now. Uh, I thought it was sort of received wisdom that when they introduced the software, it uh, caused the plane to, uh, well, it made the pilots, it overrode the pilots, and they went into stall mode. And
1: uh... <laughs> Well, that's sort of true, but the basic thing is what would happen, first of all, is the pilots would feel that they had to exert an undue backward force on their control column. In other words, the plane is trying to nose over The first thing the pilot does is he tries to counteract that by pulling back on the control column if that doesn't work the first thing he does then is he pushes the red button on the left-hand side of the control column and that turns the system that's causing the problem off problem solved go home but if you don't do just that if instead you eventually get around and you turn that switch back on again now you've now you've created more of a problem but besides that in any emergency in any airplane one of the things that you do when you're having a problem is you slow down you don't leave the engines at full takeoff thrust which is driving you faster through 300 400 500 knots these planes hit it's my understanding in the area of 600 knots okay because the pilots didn't reduce the power if they would reduced the power they would have been capable of overcoming this, what we call the stick forces, the forces that they need to pull back on that control column, and they would have saved the situation. So basically they exhibited poor airmanship and poor knowledge of how to execute checklists. Now, we can chalk that up to a training problem, and that definitely may be a Boeing responsibility. But I think Boeing is having trouble fixing this problem because what you've got to have Is pilots who do the wrong thing in the first place. Then you go to try to prove that you've fixed the problem. Well, you're fixing it with guys sitting in the simulator who don't do it wrong. So how are you going to fix that? Hmm. Pilots do everything right so nothing happens. And the, the government walks away shaking its head and saying, how can we say we've fixed everything? Nothing happened. You say, yeah, that's what we told you.
0: Yeah, it's a catch-22, and uh, carriers like Norwegian Air uh, seeking compensation from Boeing for lost revenue because the planes are grounded, and they've got a bunch of them.
1: But the question is, should they be seeking it from Boeing, or should they be seeking it from the Federal Aviation Agency, but not the American one in this instance, the other ones, the German one, the British one. Remember, the Americans and the Canadians were the last people to ground this airplane. And that's because they exercised a great deal of caution and forbearance and said, instead of looking good by grounding this thing immediately, let's wait until we find out a little bit about what happened. Well, eventually the pressure from the rest of the world got to be too high. But let me tell you, just because the world is exerting a pressure on you doesn't make that world right. If that were the case, that it did make it right, we'd still be thinking it was a flat earth. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, and some people were critical thinking that these planes were rushed back into operation because of pressure from Boeing. That, and,
1: and they haven't been rushed back, though. In this yeah. case, Boeing has been very good about saying we're going to take every step we can. But I, I'm sure they're scratching their heads and saying what can we do to prove to people that this problem is solved when, in truth, we don't really believe there's a problem.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, Jock, I appreciate your coming uh, by here with your opinions on these matters. I mean, kind of Always surprised. Pleasure. <laughs> Always. I don't
1: want you laughing at me. No, I'm not laughing at you. you. I'm
0: worry. laughing with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, when you understand the human condition as I do and somewhat uh, become somewhat jaded in time, uh, that's a good sign. I'm not <laughs> yeah, alone. <laughs>
1: we, we may have some parallel views
0: here. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, because uh, it's a lonely beat. I walk too often, but now I've got a fellow traveler. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, Jock. But,
1: but I travel to the tune of a dip.
0: Oh, you do. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. We'll let you go. Thanks, John. Good
1: talking to you, John.
0: Bye. Jock Williams, Global News Radio's aviation expert. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.